Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to the program. It's uh, the 27th of August. Nice. And uh, it's a Tuesday. That means Susan's on the other line. Hi, Suze. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Me too. You sound vaguely like you're talking in a space capsule, but I can handle that. I do. Echoey? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, it's, I mean, I can hear you. It's not a problem. And, it, uh, you know, it might be my phone. I actually called twice today to make sure I was getting a good connection. So go ahead. I can hear you. If it sounds good to our listener, um, Perenz and Perenz. <laughs> Our list, did, did you make that a singular listener? No, I put an S in parens. I think, yeah. I don't think you needed the parens. Uh, uh, just pulling your leg. I'm, I'm in my own house, and I, it makes me rather giddy. Yeah, <laughs> well, not for long, I'm sure. So, um, anyway, welcome back from the desert southwest. I know you were... In, uh, and uh, did you have like a sort of respite from politics while you were away? You know, it's hard to get a respite from yeah. politics. Every, I mean, people just look at you. You can see them sizing you up um, wherever you go. So you try and drop little hints, you know, and then they'll hug you or something. Yeah, it's it's. We, I think this country is in the grips of a mass um, uh, mental uh, incipient hysteria. We're not in good shape. Let's put it that no. way. No. <laughs> no, we're definitely I'm just saying that I think it's just like shape. everyone. Yeah. And people are, are trying to redo their own lives and to make themselves more comfortable, but it... It has nothing to do with their own lives. Yeah, peop- I mean, it, it's just a level of stress that's astonishing in in right. everybody, and uh, that you it, cannot that you could not vacation from. No, it's something. And uh, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> how can you go on a vacation and not notice that the that the rainforest is deliberately being burned and now they can't put it out and by the way it's going to change their whole climate so they won't be able to grow the crops that they burn the rainforest for well listen i absolutely i know you know you don't know where to start Uh, much of that land is being uh burned on purpose i don't know that a lot of people understand that on purpose by Brazilian farmers who have always cleared the forest in that way. Uh, They're doing it particularly aggressively, it seems, sort of giving the middle finger to the rest of the world. And I don't know if you, did you see where the... uh, Yeah, the the Brazilian government is refusing to take the G7 money because, you know, they aren't, they ain't a colony no more. Right. (laughs) And there's a good piece in, I think, I think it was the New York Times today about uh, the Brazilian, you know, understand how Brazilians feel about this. And they're enraged that the world is deciding what to do with their land. You know, we all claim the Amazon because the globe relies on it so but to them, it's their land, and they want everybody else to back off. And because Brazil's part of South America, that has an ugly colonial history of Europeans and you know the Western nations uh, raping and pillaging their resources, that's where they're coming from. And they're disinclined to, uh, yes, accept uh, charity, you know, it gets there. I, I mean, I understand how this all plays out, but the reality is, the bigger the reality is the bigger is that picture. There's a science the, to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The bigger and we, picture. And we are a globe. 
Yeah. And these and these uh, and when you start doing things that mess with the globe, it does become an international concern. And then, here's, Susan, but, I know, just want I, here's the rub: we have absolutely no right to say a word to anyone about anything ever. Yes, you know? that's what I wanted to add, and I also wanted to add that for again, countries like Brazil, even countries like India, China, that are you know capable of being economic uh, juggernauts on their own really, really resent when they're asked to curtail their rise, economic rise, uh, because, of econo- uh, uh, because of ecological concerns when certainly the United States of America, Europe, Russia, everybody else didn't. Um, you know, it's like the rich got theirs, and now you've got to play by a different set of rules. So, again, understanding how they're viewing this with a great deal of anger. Um, I do get that, but as we said, um, this is global, and we're now all a little bit more woke <laughs> about it. And, un- and unless they're really uh, climate change deniers, which many are because it suits their economic interest to be uh, willfully stupid about this, just like Donald Trump and the Republicans. I don't know. I don't know. The most amazing thing is Trump sitting out the the G7. Not showing up. And then, excuse me, but you know what? There isn't isn't any most amazing part. No, that's true. But you know what? The other most amazing part. Wait, but the the excuse (laughs) given by his people for why he didn't show was scheduling conflicts. You know, you're there for a weekend. How can you have a scheduling conflict when you go to the meeting? They got they got specific. They were doing like little offshoot one-on-ones with other leaders. They said, and they even named the two countries. I forget which two countries. Meanwhile, the two countries they named were, as anyone could see, at the meeting. Well, of course, because (laughs) there was only one chair empty. How do, I mean, it's a level of lying that uh, you would would be alarmed if a four-year-old engaged in. I mean, a four-year-old should be a better liar. You know, you got to, if you're going to lie, understand that people can verify certain things i don't know no it really is like the wizard of oz with the curtain being drawn and he is standing there saying don't look i mean well it's like you know i was thinking the other there is a chair that's empty at the table everybody else is there yeah it's also the other with putin the emperor wears no clothes is the other you know fairy tale um everybody knows that he wears yep, no that clothes. Image, and that yet, image is just too hard to bear. I know. But, <laughs> but, but, to see the, our media, again, still covering him in any measure like a rational human being. Uh, like talking today, well, the president did signal that maybe this Chinese, uh, he's willing to sit down and talk. I'm thinking, how can anyone for a minute glom on to whatever Verbal diarrhea has come out of his god awful mouth, you know, at, at, and and not and think that there's there's something substantive there. It's it, it's there and then it disappears and then something else is there. And I why aren't people... or, or if it is a substantive policy announcement, he changes his mind two days later anyway. It doesn't matter whether it's substantive or not. Right. It doesn't it doesn't matter and and it has always always, always been thus. If Trump says, believe me, don't. If he says he'll pay you, he won't. If he says he's for it, he's against it. If he says you are, he is. That's all. Everything he says is projection. Everything he says about somebody else's projection. And you know the other thing that is clearly happening all the time now is that, and this is why I really think he's unraveling, his obsession with Obama is now I know. off the charts. He cannot talk 
about any you can't find, issue. You can't find Hillary anymore. It's Obama. Obama, 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 Obama was humiliated. Obama is humiliated. And rewriting history and Obama, Obama, he, he must have said Obama uh, 25 times in, in 10 minutes uh, at one of those recent, you know, things where he stops en route to the helicopter and deigns to speak uh, to the media. Well, um, may and his blood pressure go up in correlation to his babble. Anyway, Barbara wants us to, uh, it reminds me, and you're absolutely right, Barbara, that one of the big reasons uh, that the Brazilians clear the uh, the rainforest is is not to well is not to grow a crop per se it's to graze cattle because Brazil is like I think the number one beef exporter to the world that's um, true but now they're growing now they are also growing uh, want to be growing soy, soy. Yeah, but but so, uh, but it, it, people these, are this, saying, "What yeah. can I do? What can I do? Stop eating beef, okay? Right now, your doctor will be happy. Just stop. It, yeah, I mean, you, or at you, least just drop it to once a week. Yeah, you can't you can't wring your hands about oh the lungs of the earth are burning and you and what can we do? And I feel so helpless. Well, you can stop rewarding the people who are burning. <laughs> <laughs> the lungs of the uh, world to feed you. Actually, but that also means you know. Actually, that but it also means dairy. It also, you know, I mean, a cow is a cow. Um, and then there's the problem that if we all turn our attention to poor, overfished fish. Uh, so the answer is is really uh, the majority of us need to get yeah. into beans and fast. <laughs> and beans are good for you. This is true. I know. Okay, I got a few little off, uh, just somewhat off the beaten track stories. I'm I just saying I want a steak right now. I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> Go ahead. What? I know. I love them. Too. Oh, I do. Okay, I just this is a little item. Uh, a guy named Dinesh Chawla, um, no reason why you should know him, but he's in the same sort of biz as uh, Donald Trump was in, and in fact did deals with uh, the Donald, and um, they did some hotel deals in uh, the Mississippi Delta that, that I guess sort of went awry in some measure. But this is a former... Uh, business business partner of uh, the president of the United States. He was arrested um, just the other day at the Memphis airport uh, because they had video of him arriving at that airport a few days earlier and uh, taking two suitcases that were not his and putting them in his car and driving off. Uh, they found the suitcases in his car, and uh, Trump's former business partner said this, I know it's wrong, but stealing luggage, I don't know, I, I do it for the thrill and excitement. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Really? Uh, it's not some poor person struggling to feed his family. There's no Les Miserables in sight when you need one. I don't it's some um, rich, excuse me, this expression, fuck, just <laughs> off, <laughs> stealing your suitcase. Uh, yeah, according to police records, <laughs> I can't even. Airport security footage recording him August 18th removing another passenger's suitcase from the baggage claim carousel. And, uh, yeah, make, taken off with it. And, oh, lock uh, him up. He was arrested when he returned on Thursday and uh, whatever. He never knows what's in the luggage. He just has the thrill of <laughs> taking it and, oh, my. He's a, kleptoma he's a kleptomaniac. I don't know. What do you think? He's a kleptomaniac. It has nothing to do with getting the 
with with having whatever it is he's stolen, it has to do with stealing. He's a kleptomaniac. Okay, I have another little story here that, you know, because we don't pay attention to a lot of the smaller news now that we got such big stuff all the time. Uh, the federal agency that's supposed to keep track of, uh, of our um, election financing is the Federal Election Commission, right? And they are there to uh, keep an eye on how money is being raised and by whom and from whom and spent during uh, national elections. Well, it turns out that the Federal Elections Commission cannot even meet anymore. You know why? Uh, they don't have a yeah, they quorum. Don't have, there's nobody they on don't it. have a quorum. Yeah, they, they don't have, have a quorum. What, it finally uh, happened when the vice chair of the FEC resigned uh, yesterday and um, leaving, I guess, what, three, met, three people. <laughs> you can't, they can't do any, they can't take any action at all. The guy, by the way, and get this, because this is the Trump era, the vice chair that resigned is a guy named Matthew Peterson, and if his name rings a vague bell, he's been at the FEC for a long time, but he's one of the guys that Trump and McConnell tapped to sit on the federal ju judiciary, federal appeals court. Um, and he showed up for his, uh, you know. Oh, and he, he, oh, I remember him. He yeah. knew nothing. He knew nothing. He was... He sat there in front of those senators and was, it was actually a Republican senator, strangely named John Kennedy of Louisiana, who asked him some very basic kinds of questions. He asked him some basic procedural And the guy question. was clueless and clueless again and again and again and he was laughed off the um, but that's the caliber of person that uh, Trump and McConnell are packing our federal courts with um, so anyway he has resigned from the FEC now as well and was praised by his uh, I guess two remaining co three remaining colleagues who were you know snoozing in their offices uh, for his wonderful work uh, for the people of the United States. Uh, so just saying, this, the Federal Elections Commission, as we head into this most important um, election, is, I mean, it was never particularly uh, a great watchdog agency, but it is absolutely, essentially, non-existent. And there's no effort on the part, believe me, if, if a reporter would even bother to ask, uh, are you going to fill these seats on the uh, on the FEC? Hell no! They got bigger fish to fry. They're still packing the courts. Just saying, you got we got no government. We no, have no dismantled it. functional government, and that's that's not just hyperbole. Okay, Suze, Yesterday, I'm in my car. Uh, a man comes on the radio, and and um, I turn on CNN, and I hear Trump, and I think, oh God, oh God, no! And then I realize it's live, and it's a news con. Uh, he's taking it's that news conference. Yeah, it's the oh, news no. conference, and I come in just as the reporter asks him. If he's uh, like trying to make uh, it, make money off of um, his off of being the president of the United States by suggesting that the next G7 be held at his <laughs> resort in Florida, and I listened to his response. I have never. I was. 
You know, you would oh, think. Oh, no, I lose money. I lose think, money. I've lost so much money. I, this is a charity thing. I'm going to be broke for years for being president here. But he went in. You would have thought you could see him, like, getting into the groove of what he used to do. He was doing a sales pitch. And we've got, I'm telling you, we got these bungalows. I mean, call them a bungalow. <laughs> They're big, big enough to, you know, for an entire delegation. We got acreage, the biggest acreage. We just, you know, f- five minutes from the airport, this, this and that, and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. He went on and on. This in response to a question about whether or not he might be, uh, you know, in violation of the emoluments clause or ethically challenged a little bit here by suggesting that he personally his business be enriched by having the next G7 nobody no president as ever he's just I was so blown away well because the answer is no he doesn't see anything wrong with it that's why he took this job in the first place right God almighty I mean, remember way back in the beginning, this is why he was doing this, you know, for branding purposes. Oh, wait a minute, this just in. Brazilian's president has walked back his initial rejection of the 22 mil from uh, the G7 to help fight the fires. But President Bolsonaro said any consideration of the aid remained remained tied up with French President Emmanuel Macron, who said, and he said, Macron has to apologize to Bolsonaro before Bolsonaro will accept the money. Why? For what? Let's see. Here's what he told journalists. Before speaking or accepting anything from France, even if it comes from the best possible intentions, Macron must retract his words, and then we can talk. Apparently, he felt Macron was suggesting, I don't know. It was that colonial thing. It was, I don't know exactly, and I don't see the remarks here. Yeah, I just can't. Okay, it's just, you know what? These are supposedly These are, they're all three-year-olds. Grown men. Three-year-olds. Grown men. The world is burning, and I'm in. And they're sitting right, right. They're sitting around saying, "You admit that I can piss further than you can. Admit it right now, and I'm holding my country hostage until you say that. That's what they're doing. They're three-year-olds, two-year-olds." I'm, we're being rude to children, I know. No, we are. No, it's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> the Washington Post had an editorial talking about how Trump's stunning incoherence was on full display uh, at the G7. It really is. Hey, did you see the picture <laughs> of Melania? Looking like she kissing was... Trudeau. Yeah. Oh no, kissing my yeah. <laughs> holding, holding Trump's hand I, and I essentially betting just... Trudeau. Oh, the Amy, last, wait, no, Amy's the telling me that I saw that look. It was coming at me from a man that of whom I found so horrible, horribly repulsive that I literally leapt behind my husband cowering. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she had the look of love about her, didn't she? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, Or at the very least, lust. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, serious lust. Um, But imagine, imagine what a pleasure it is to turn your face up to that instead of that. Oh, God. Well, I don't think she turns her face up to that. No, no, she hasn't. No, she did once. (laughs) She she had to do it more than once, Susan, in order to... That kid looks like him. (laughs) The kid does look like him. Poor kid. 
You can't pick your parents. No. Okay, here's a shocker. Susan, tell me how shocked you are by this sentence. Investigators scrutinizing video outside Epstein's cell find some footage unusable. I know. Jeez! It's like you can't write this stuff. No! No conspiracy here, folks. Oh, one of the cameras, the one that's aimed directly at the cell, that one doesn't work. Right. However, the one... That does work that, of course, doesn't actually show anything. That one was working just fine. We don't know how long this other one has not been working, nor whether it's due to deplorable conditions or some vast conspiracy. Now, but I here, mean, they can't... Here's the thing, They though. can't shovel their way out of this no matter how hard no, they No, but try. they are going to. You already, they already have the medical examiner's autopsy saying he died by suicide. Okay, so he wasn't it's, murdered. Right. And but that doesn't little answer by anything. Little, no, but... Ever, it, it is so unbelievable how all of a sudden both of the guards, one of whom, by the way, was really not a guard, fell asleep. And, oh, my God, how, well, wait, we have a caller. We should they just, were both working overtime. One voluntarily, the other not. And he had no roommate, which he was supposed to have. So they le- they left him alone. Somehow the camera goes awry. The two I mean, guards how, fall asleep. Can you not at, believe that somebody was paid a sum of money for all of these things to fall so carefully in place? It, it listen. If this I were mean, a movie, I, if this were a movie, you'd not say, to oh, believe come it. On. Right? It's so blatant. Anyway, we it's have a call. It's harder not to believe it. And I'm I don't really like conspiracy theories, but you know, at this point. Not believing it begins to feel like a conspiracy theory. Anybody who buys the official version is out of their friggin' minds. Okay, we have a caller, Susan. Hello? I was just checking in last night with a little Wikipedia on... Uh, uh, hey, get on your phone. phone. You're on speaker. I can't, I can't hear you. I am on my phone. I'm on a headset. There okay. you go. That's better. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, she's 25 years older than him. Wait, who are we talking about here? Macron's wife. Mrs. Macron. Yeah, Bridget. I know. Oh, yeah, we know. She was his I teacher. Didn't I didn't... She was his teacher. I know. I was, bl- it was blowing schools. my mind when I was reading that. I know. Oh, yes. That would and never, that would never, all those friends. Somebody made a comment about, I, yeah. somebody made a comment about how she looked. And kind of a little rough around the edges, so I decided to, you know, look at some photographs. And what I noticed was her hair is so full, and it kind of drapes down around her neck, and trying to hide that, you know, that old age neck that we get. I and, have no um, idea what you mean. Well, her hair falls down <laughs> and comes under her chin. Oh, I know. I'm teasing you. And, yeah, right, um, right, right. But anyway, I thought, oh my goodness, I had no idea that she was that much older. Oh this yeah, explains a lot. Okay, so apparently but Bolsonaro boy, said something about his wife. But so why would Mac- and then Macron said something else to him? What? Yeah. But again, this is boys fighting over and the. Friggin' Amazon is on fire. Yes, they're children. They're just children. Oh God! But yeah, Actually, he married. He married his. He married his. Right, that's right. I've decided teacher. I'm going to stop saying this because I have a lot more respect <laughs> for my grandchildren. We just need to take them down for who they are. God right. Almighty! Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And don't you remember yeah, when just tw- plain old awful human beings? You know. At some point, you just have to say, and, and, and this is where it just stops. At some point, you just have to say, you know what, there's no excuse for putting your support beca- behind the likes of this kind of human being. I don't care what you get out of it. I don't care what's in your pocket. Well. And more accurately, what's not in your pocket. There is no ethical, human, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, what you name it, way that you can justify supporting the likes of that human being. 
And uh, that needs to count in this country again. And to the extent that it doesn't count with anybody who still supports Trump, that is totally on you and a reflection at this point, a reflection of your character. It just is. Well, Susan, you're speaking to the choir, singing to the choir. So. I know, but it just is. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, I, I can't get any more outraged. You can't, you know, you can't just keep, li- you can't. <laughs> well, don't say that because the odds are we, we do have levels of outrage we have yet to uh, tap. Um, I just want to point out that uh, the the... The feds have uh, said, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, that they will seek the death penalty in the, uh, for the perp of the Tree of Life uh, massacre here. And uh, this comes after the Attorney General Barr has reinstated. They had had a moratorium on, at the federal level of uh, death penalty uh, you know, going through with it, and he's now, they're going to, like, be taking out a lot of these people now on the federal level. Here's the problem. The people at the synagogue, many of those that were directly impacted by this, generally, I don't think I can say this for all, I'm not sure, but this was a very sort of progressive congregation, Dor Hadash, and, um, they wouldn't want an execution. Right. No, and uh, one of the widows, uh, Mary Rabinowitz, who's a wonderful woman who I have known and worked with, uh, wrote to Barr um, a few weeks ago begging him not to do what <laughs> he ended up doing. And she said, I don't think that justice is served by doing this but more importantly her husband Jerry Dr. Jerry just one of the most gentle kind guys you'd ever want to know and she says this imposing capital punishment would be a cruel and bitter irony given her husband's abhorrence of the death penalty it falls on deaf ears. It fell on yeah. He deaf doesn't. Ears. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But uh, several people from uh, Tree of Life uh, wrote letters to Barr, asking him please. And the other reason is they don't want to go through. They actually don't even want a trial. They just want them to reach a deal with him, and that'd probably be sparing his life. Um, right. Because they don't... Because they don't have to go through that. Why exactly. do they want to go through that? They don't want to relive it. And she said that a public platform, giving a trial would give a public platform to this man from which she can spew the most vicious and sadly infectious brand of hate. Um, that from... Mary Rabinowitz, and again, because it's uh, Attorney General William Barr of the Trump uh, administration, absolutely turning a deaf ear. One of the uh, rabbis as well, same reasons. They don't care. So they're going to be, uh, and since m- many of these people were there themselves, are, are literal survivors they're going to end up being called. So they're going to have to be, I can't imagine. I would imagine no, the trauma. No, it's just terrible. This, what, what would the trauma of reliving in um, a courtroom, the excruciating detail, uh, you know, of the questioning, I don't know. Well, that's, that's, that's how our justice system works, Lynn, and... And that's uh, not to change the subject, but just to point out, that's one of the reasons that women don't always come forward after they've been sexually assaulted. Yes, that's right. Because they are avoiding further trauma. They'd rather just get on with their lives. Yeah. Uh, Milton has sent me a little item that maybe explains the little 
excuse me, pissing contests that uh, these two are in. The two leaders are currently embroiled in a feud uh, over the fires that are raging through the Amazon rainforest, much of which is blah, 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 blah. But their argument took a nasty turn when Mr. Bolsonaro endorsed a post on Facebook insulting the French First Lady, Bridget Macron. And then they point out she's 66 years old, 25 years older than her husband, and the post compares Bolsonaro, who's 64, and his wife Michelle, who's 37, with a photo of the Macrons. This sounds like something Trump did with him and Melania next to Ted Cruz and his wife. Remember that? Do you remember Trump going, yeah. making, uh, making fun of Cruz's wife because she wasn't beautiful? Right. Um, and then Macron asked about it, said, uh, well, Bolsonaro said very disrespectful things about my wife. I have great respect for the Brazilian people and can only hope they soon have a president who is up to the job. That's why Bolsonaro wants an apology. So the French president who's offering him this mil millions of bucks has to apologize first to the guy who, who offended his wife. I, I, you know what? I... I uh, Oh my God! Remember how I mean, you we can't, can't have it, women as Susan. Remember, women can't serve as presidents. They're too, you know, emotional. Emotional. Yep. Imagine two women sitting up there comparing the size of their husbands' members, because that's basically what these two are doing. My prize is better than your prize. My chattel is better than your chattel. The whole thing's disgusting. When Trump first met Macron's wife, right after he became president and he had to go over to France for some reason, that's when he saw the French parade that made him want to do the you know tanks in, in uh, right. D.C. And so that's when he first saw Brigitte Macron. And Trump looked her up and down and said right out loud to, I believe, Macron, boy, she's got a nice shape, I think he said. <gasps> you don't remember that? I mean, he, they should have, I he should have just, <sighs> Okay. Um... Did you hear about the uh, the speaking of what people do to girls and women? Did you hear about the school district that expelled a 16-year-old girl or a 15-year-old girl for reporting a sexual assault because of her sexual activity? Expelled her. She has not been back to school for two years. She they never, they never, they never even investigated her claim. They just said, uh, "No, you were doing this, and you enjoyed it, and that was that." And where was so this? now? Uh, she's she's finally in court, suing their butts off. God, but they basically deprived a sixteen-year-old of a public education. And by the way, there's such a thing as what is it, Title Ten? I mean, isn't that what they have to comply with? Yeah. That's for all schools, not just colleges. Wow. You know, it's just, it's another, and it sort of seems like it's every other day, of institutions and courts being angry at women for reporting sexual assaults and the consequences to the men. And these institutions and that are supposed to protect women are just summarily ruining their lives yeah and making public their determination that boys lives matter more i want to add uh, something to uh this 
Uh, again, this is from an editorial. I believe in the New this was a New York Times editorial. The Title X program, 50 years old, unsung hero of American public health. Uh, just last year, Title X clinics served more than 4 million women, almost half of whom had no insurance at all. It is believed that Title X clinics help prevent more than uh, 822,000 unintended pregnancies. Um, also, an audit uh, shows that the feds probably uh, save $7 for every dollar spent on this uh, program. Well, they How got much another. They gutting? They're gutting it. New recipients. Yeah of Title X grants this year, uh, certainly not Planned Parenthood, um, they are going uh, to Catholic-affiliated groups that uh, promote the so-called rhythm method. That's where your federal dollars are going. Not to give real contraception to poor women. Um, the editorial ends this way, the whole sorry affair is a reminder that while many Americans are rightly afraid of a future without reproductive rights, in some places in this country, that, and for some people, that future is already here. It's in a lot of places. Women have no access to no. basic, to basic. We're not talking abortion. And we're living in, and they are living in states where doctors have no First Amendment rights, where they are, by legislation, prohibited from telling the truth and giving honest medical advice to their patients. I mean, how that passes constitutional muster, I don't understand. Um. Let me uh, share some other facts about women and reproductive rights. Uh, Forty-three states have enacted uh, policies um, that have to do with pregnant women. <laughs> At, a few of them are positive in that they give pregnant women priority for substance abuse treatment and things like that. But the large, largest portion of all of these legislation, of this legislation, is punitive. Yeah, so they're going to throw it, women in jail if their babies die. Also, it defines, drink, a lot of states, defines drinking alcohol, even a, one glass, let's say, of wine, during pregnancy as child abuse. So a pregnant woman can be accused of uh, abusing her child. Policies that define alcohol use during pregnancy as child abuse were associated with an increase of more than 12,000 preteen births, which is to say that women, women, these policies are backfiring and making women fearful of getting any prenatal care. I, states with punitive policies had more drinking, not less. See, the, this is what people don't understand the consequences of a lot of legislation, you know? It's like three strikes and you're out, and then you ruin the lives of literally millions of people. Somebody's serving a, a life sentence without chance of parole because he uh, picked up a pair of uh, socks and put them in his pocket. States with these punitive policies had more drinking, not less. Our study, the studies have found that child abuse policies lead to in decreased prenatal care. Well, but let's be honest. We assume that we know what they want to do, what their goal is. I think their goal is simply to save money and drive people out of the services and 
and and you know and if they if a few people that they don't want born anyway don't get bored or a few you know women die who cares that's what i think the biggest pre- i think they dress it all up in an issue that people in this uh you know quote pro life issue but it has nothing to do with that the thing is it I, has i don't think we own a woman's body and her choices. And, you know, I have felt for, um, you know, any woman who is pregnant, it is true. She, women, pregnant women have been sort of bullied into changing their life lives because they're carrying this a child who takes precedence over them. And so a single drink is indicative that this is an unfit mother. And that is bullshit. Well, I mean, taking it's it from, bullshit. you know, from a whole generation whose mothers gleefully drank their way and but, smoked their way. Yeah. Our, our mothers tell me. They drank, they smoked, they lived their lives and then had healthy babies. So everything always goes too far. Well, because it's not about that. It's about controlling It's women. about control and not spending health care dollars. Yep. Period. And if you can accomplish them both, ain't that great? I just want to. You can control by not spending money. That's a win-win. Okay. Are you ready for one more? Oh boy. Yeah. Good thing I'm boxing later. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna really. Boy, hate to be on the receiving end. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows how infectious diseases spread, uh, right? Pretty much. Um, and. And let's just tick off. If a person has a uh, an immune system that has been weakened by by stress or poor nutrition, they are more more vulnerable. If people are crammed into close quarters with one another and denied basic hygiene and health care for expanded periods of time, you are looking at a petri dish for a major infectious disease outbreak. And what I've described, of course, is these detention centers. Our concentration camps. Yes, our detention centers where men, women, and children are uh, packed, uh, you know, up to the rafters. Uh, These are hotbeds of communicable disease. We already know of uh, six children having died um, in our custody in these facilities. Three of those deaths were flu-related, and here's what I want to tell you. The Trump administration has said they will not provide flu vaccine to the immigrants that they have detained in these facilities. They actively (laughs) refuse to vaccinate against the flu these vulnerable people. And these are the, pe- well, these are the people that they blame for <clears throat> bringing disease into the United States. No, they come to the United States and then we make sure they get diseased. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. A spokesman for the United States Customs and Border Protection says that the agency has not historically administered vaccines and it's just not feasible and it's not necessary. Uh, So that's that. Yeah, I mean, let's not look at the point that historically these, uh, quote, detention centers, unquote, have not been filled to the rafters at 10 times capacity, thus creating the conditions where one might want to take those kind of measures. Don't yeah. rethink anything now. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've got a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello? 
Hi, ladies. It's uh, Ray from Lawrenceville. How are you today? Uh, we're, we're good. Glad. Hi, Joe. No, it's Ray. Ray. Oh, Ray. Yes, <laughs> yes Ray. See, I can barely hear you, Ray. Uh, I'm going to have to give this up again. I am. I seem to be unable to. My machinery seems to be incompatible. I can hear you, Ray. I can hear and you just fine. I can hear you fine. perfectly, but Lynn sounds like she's in a barrel uh, under the desk to me. Yes, she does. So, uh, should we should we try to uh, soldier on, or should I give? Well, you and I can talk. Go ahead. I oh, agree. Good. I agree with that. You guys talk. Susan Ray is okay. the guy who so wrote last it. week and I know had, who had it up to uh, there with uh, oh, with I your anti-male stuff. <laughs> there, are, there are a number of, of, of topics on our side that we can't talk about due to dogmatic uh, absolutism. So I'm not going to talk about it. Um, okay. Because uh, we We'd have to do it over a drink quietly and not not scream at each other. Over no, the okay. Uh, well, two drinks and then it'll get noisy. No, but okay, that's okay. Uh, to revisit the capital punishment uh, yeah. issue, especially in this case, I I'm friends with a relative of some of the victims, and and the trauma that that family has gone through is unimaginable. I, it, they, they've been they've been transformed into into something different than they were, and that's. Maybe understandable, but still shocking to see. Yes. Now, to, to then, for, for, the, for Barr to seek the death penalty on some principle is to subject them to another round of this transformational trauma. And, and my wife actually served on a jury that was a capital punishment case and was forced to listen to terrible testimony and see photos. And she's traumatized. Absolutely, and she had to give the death penalty. Thank God they they commuted it. But nonetheless, the number of people being subjected to more horrors just to satisfy what? I, I don't really understand it. Bloodlust. I don't either. Vengeance. I well, we totally agree, Ray. It's it's bloodlust. Um, and in this and in well, this case, you know it's, I think it's political. I think they just want to, you know, I. He, he, these people are not above using those people for their purposes, and they don't care if they're hurting them further. They don't. No, and I would. I'm like I agree with Camus. I mean, I, and I would understand if a relative killed him in revenge. That I would understand, right? That's that's a personal issue. I wouldn't condone it, but I'd understand it. But to have an impassioned mechanism to to do this and and subject everybody to more of the of the, the horrors of it. It's it's unconscionable to be honest with you. So anyways, that was my I agree. We okay. I agree. Well, let's, let's talk now while we agree, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's great. You have a great week. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you <laughs> from under my desk in a tin can. See, he said you were in a garbage can underneath your desk. I thought you were in a space capsule, but we are clearly experiencing the same. Hey, did you see, speaking of a space capsule... Did you see that there is the first case uh, brought, probably, I think it's going to be brought, against this astronaut, uh, American astronaut, for committing potentially a federal crime while in the International Space Station? What did he do? It's a she. What did she do? She uh, accessed her estranged wife's um, bank account. God damn it. <laughs> They're involved in a, cus a nasty custody dispute. Yeah, well, that's just stupid. And, yeah, and... Um, she maintains, well, I'm always, I've always had access, and I was just checking things out. But you can, you know, you think of astronauts up there in space, and to think, here's an astronaut, and she's thinking, I gotta check out what the bitch is up here. She's on her iPhone. I don't know. Yes! And, <laughs> and, the, <laughs> the estranged wife is apparently used to work for the NSA, and she, like, is really tech-savvy. So she made sure she found out. She started. She thought somebody had been, and so she had her bank trace 
the computers or something that had accessed the she account? Can, no, she, no, right. All, right? Fact, well, this is not any okay. high-level spy stuff. She just checked who logged on to the account. Okay. And then the source of those computers, and one of the computers was a NASA computer, and that led them to, yeah, the space station. I mean, this happened well, like a, a year or so ago. She's back down in um, on terra firma, the the one, and and was had to go to some, uh, yeah, some met with some. I gotta prostitute. tell you, Lynn, love what? and money, you know, love <laughs> and money. It just brings everybody down. Well, there's a little boy in question, and he was the biological son of the woman. Other one. The one not uh, in space. Yeah. And course, when obviously. she and when she married uh, the astronaut, she did uh, allow when she was in full-throated, uh, you know, love. She allowed the astronaut to adopt. The boy. Okay. So both women um, are legal parents, and, and it's just an ugly, ugly custody dispute. So I just want to say to a lot of the, you LGBTQ people, you want to get people. Ma- yeah, I know. That's what's so funny. You want to get me, ma- and for all you, uh, you know, homophobes, they're just like us. <laughs> They're just like us. There's no difference. They're people. Right. Right. And women can do the same stupid things that men do when they're in the same stupid situation. Because guess what? We're all human. And even though you may be highly educated, these two women are like, you know, way up there educated. And, I mean, one is a friggin' astronaut but still capable of doing stupid human stuff out of just rage and whatever. I don't know. Amazing. But they say it's the first known uh, crime committed in space. And apparently... I don't know. I would, t- I would take this case. They're still legally married. She obtained access and the password to that account. Well, you know, it's not like she stole something to get in she right. knew it and 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 that was from a time when they were not engaged in a terrible thing and for her to access that i mean it's not she had a key well i that's what she main yeah that's what she's maintaining but so yeah. anyway there the charge has been made whether it sticks or not yeah, well, and then I, it turns I, I, out I susan think it's sort of bullshit uh, yeah. then it turns out that all of these countries that are have been uh have sent people up to it's not just russians and us it's others there's been a lot of different nationalities up there i guess that they have in you know creating whatever contractual obligations they had to imagine um crime occurring on the international space station and of course who would have jurisdiction blah 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 blah. so i mean you realize that wow this but the fact that this is two Americans, uh, you know, doesn't rise to the level of what a... Co- Imagine if somebody, like, killed, a, if there was a murder on the space station. Well, I mean, I, that's not hard to imagine, and there's and well, somebody will write that one of those days. Well, why haven't they? The space station's been up there forever. Why? Maybe it has been Be- written. Because because there's no you. I got to get rid of the corpse. Then you got to stay on it until someone comes to get you. It is a highly unlikely place to commit a murder on purpose. You could get rid of the corpse easy. You just open the hatch, and let it float away. Yeah. Yes. Well, somebody would notice. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That six people went up and only five came back. Right. Well, they but they stagger there. You know, somebody might. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, ay yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a reason no one's written that yet. Yeah. I mean, 2001 did it quite nicely, and then they left it there because the space shape. It's there's just some inherent issues there. But go ahead. No, I'm I I I'm done. But I, I you know whatever. I I love it. <laughs> 
I, I, those are the stories I love. Well, I'm glad you had some. I do. Because I just keep getting fascinated by, you know, one miserable thing after another. I know. Well, go punch the hell out of somebody, okay? (laughs) Oh, did we do it? I will. I am. And she's such a lovely woman. (laughs) (laughs) Go punch the hell out of her. Okay, Suze? (laughs) Okay. This is Pansy. That's my fighting name. Pansy, signing (laughs) off. Okay. Bye, Pansy. Okay. Bye. Bye. And bye to the rest of ya. I'll be here tomorrow.